Corona winner. Welcome inside the crazy ant farm. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. We are super stoked to talk to you, of course, with your appearance on She-Hulk and uh, uh, the, the longevity of your career and, and, and that the, all the shows that you've been able to be in is fantastic. And I think it's just going to be a, in a fantastic interview for all the up and comers uh, that towards the show is based. Um, and I think I think we're going to we're going to have a blast with you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I always feel like an up and comer, honestly. And I think that's probably <laughs> probably a good thing, you know, just to, to never get too comfortable with it. For sure. And um, because, you know, I mean, every time the job is over, you, your job is over and you don't have a job. You're unemployed but, and you're starting. You're just back where you were. So exactly. You start afresh. Exactly. And so, the, you know, you, you just try to refine your process. That's over right. And over again. And uh, and then just try and learn along the way. For sure. That's good advice right out the gate. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we want to introduce you a little bit to all the listeners out there who are not really necessarily familiar with you. So we want to know, man, how did you get started in the entertainment industry? Was it something you always wanted to do or you just kind of fall into it? Let us know what your journey was. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say I'm absolutely not offended if nobody knows <laughs> because I definitely wouldn't expect that. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of hail myself as like a blue collar actor. That's sure. what I like to call myself as, you know, someone who, who's involved in a lot of things. Um, but mostly, you know, a lot of kind of like the supporting type thing, ground level. Um, but you know, part of the process, um, part of a lot of processes, but you know, not always someone that, that you'd recognize. And, um, but you know, I, I just, I feel like it's a blessing every day that I get to do it. Um, because here I am, I'm 48 years old. And when I was 14, something told me, you know, you should get on stage. Mm. And I have no idea what that was. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I can tell you how it happened. I was at, I was in middle school had the performing arts magnet school come and they did uh, a, a little a presentation for the kids in the gym and yeah. everyone snickered, made fun of it, you know, and it, these guys were just like the pariahs of the school for the day. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they said, you know, if anyone thinks this is fun or they'd want to do this, come talk to us. And um, so I guess I was a glutton for punishment. <laughs> and um, Somehow I ended up there with my name on a piece of paper and they said, you know, okay, well, you're going to need to do a monologue and you're going to have to do this monologue in front of these people. And they're going to decide if you're going to go to this school. And I had no idea what a monologue was. I'd never done one. Right. So if someone gave me one, uh, you know, just some, probably some kind of formulated monologue out of a monologue book or something, <laughs> not even from a real play. There right. you go. Um, but, uh, and so I went and did it and, it ended up in the school. Um, had I still had no idea what I was doing. I, I got there. I went to Pebblebrook High School. It was like uh, in South Cobb. And um, so I was in a brand new school with uh, people I didn't know doing this brand new thing. I really had no idea what I was there, what I was there supposed to do. Right. And come to find out, the drama teacher told me um, a couple years later, he was within inches of sending me back to my home school. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, yeah, because I he said I just kind of sat there. I didn't, like, get too involved. And, you know, I was just kind of soaking it in. And then in my sophomore year, he said, you know, I noticed things kind of started to click for you a little bit. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, it just went crazy from there. Something happened to me, I guess. I don't know. Um, I got, like, a Best Actor Award at the play competition. Got a lot of confidence. You know, you we are play one state competition. And then things started kind of picking up from there. I was like, well, dang, you know, I, I mean, I guess someone likes this. 
Yeah. And uh, so, you know, um, the rest of high school got, you know, we, we, we uh, you know, our school won a lot of great little awards, that kind of thing from the productions that we did. Um, and uh, then it came time to, you know, really make the decision, graduate from high school. Right. Right. You know, right. It was like. Your, my parents were like, well, you know, so you want to be an actor. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you know, well, you, you know that you're probably not going to have any money. And I said, oh, well, I, that's not what I thought. Right, I, right. I thought I would just be loaded and uh, driving a Ferrari. <laughs> what do you mean? And so uh, they kind of brought me back down to earth a little bit. And they suggested, they said, well, hey, I think you need to really just maybe have something in your back pocket, something mm -hmm. that's like, you know, that you can like just kind of make some money at. So I thought, well, what's the closest to that? The closest I came up with was broadcasting. Yeah. Um, like news broadcasting, right? Yep. And so um, I went to college in Colorado, Mesa State in Grand Junction. It's this tiny little school. I got in there because they had a pretty good um, you know, broadcasting department. And I think that that was the only school that would probably accept my <laughs> GPA and SAT scores at the time. <laughs> because they were, they were um, yeah, I would say subpar. I'll just, I'll just be nice to myself. Um, but uh, so I did that for like a couple of years. And then I realized... I don't think I can do this the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, you know, it was a lot of like finding, finding a, finding a story to have a story, almost making a story to have a story. Sure. Yeah. We had to turn in a story every week and I found myself having a very difficult time, um, you know, just doing that. And so I took a couple of years off and decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to Atlanta. I'm going to just try, I'm going to earn some money, save some money and uh, decide what I want to do. Either I'll go to, I'll go to Florida, U University of Florida, where they got a really good program there and um, take it, you know, to the next level and finish it off. Or I'll pursue my dream and go to Florida State, which is where um, my acting teacher uh, from um, high school went. And, you know, there's a lot of great things about Florida State's theater program going mm -hmm. around at the time. So um, just a, a Wild decision. I was sitting in the uh, Books a Million, if you remember that. You remember? Oh, yeah. Books a Million. <laughs> it's now BAM. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everything's got to be, you know, it's like a, it got a, a quick attention span. Right? BAM. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Books a Million and lots of downloads. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I was just sitting in there. I was, it had this the, the university book. I'm flipping through it and I'm flipping back and forth between U of F and FSU, going back and forth and looking at the stats, looking at, you know, just the population breakdown, that kind of thing. And I was like, this, these are the, the exact same, like nothing is helping me make my decision <laughs> here. And then I just put it down and I just said, you know, why don't I just do it? Why don't I just do what That's I it. want to do? And so from that point on, that was it. And then I, I went to Florida State and auditioned for their Bachelor of Fine Arts program. They accepted me and it was, it was a great, awesome program i'm sure you've probably spoken to some florida state grads oh for well. sure yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah. i mean so yeah you know you you know how great it is um and i was just really lucky to be a part of it and uh, got a lot of great opportunities and um so then graduated and then i was like well it's new york or la right yep. right yeah right and so i i i liked the camera um even though i'd never done it and so that was another totally uninformed decision on my part. <laughs> <laughs> so a life altering one. Sure. And um, I decided to go, I wanted to go to, go to LA instead of New York. And so I went to LA and um, 
here's the thing, like in, in, in all my years at Florida state, they never taught us the business of acting. Right. Right. We right. never, yes, we never, we never were told about networking, mm-hmm. um, schmoozing, um, you know, uh, all of those, all of those kind of social nuances that go into it, um, besides the audition itself, mm-hmm. I thought the best person for the job gets it. It doesn't matter who you had part, had a party with on Saturday night. It's what your audition was like on that Tuesday morning against everyone else's. Well, it didn't quite work that yeah, way. So exactly. I, I had a really hard time with that. And, um, I was a, just a front door kind of guy. And so, um, I, you know, the toughest part was getting an agent out there. Sure. And uh, so got an agent, uh, or, you know, I, I was trying to get an agent and uh, finally got to meet one. And they just told me, they said, look, I'd love to sign you. I can see, you know, you're trained, you're, you're talented, but I just can't convince everybody in the office to sign you. And that's, that's the way it works. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like a catch 22, you know, how do you get work? How do you get an agent? And um, then I was talking to some friends back here, some friends that came from Florida state and they were here and it was like 1990. This was 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, uh, yeah, this, this, my, my buddy, Jamie Rennell, he's a, a, a good actor here in town. Um, he said, uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I just did a little thing on uh, Remember the Titans. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got an agent. I've, I've got auditions. I've got real jobs. Like I'm making real money at this. And so I, I was blown away by that. I never thought that the place I came from would be where I needed to be. Right. And, um, so I said, will you take my stuff into your agent? And um, he said, sure. So he took it into uh, Jen Kelly over at the People Store. And she said, I wish I had them last week. I could have submitted them for this movie. And that was all I needed to hear. And so mm. I packed up the U-Haul and I drove back. And um, uh, I was on my way to go meet Jen for the very first time at People Store. And she said, hey, you know what? Before you come down here this afternoon, do me a favor and stop by Chris Redding's Um she's having an audition for the six flags, this national six flags commercial. I just think you'd be good for it. So I was like, sure. So I go in there, I do it. It's like my real kind of first professional on camera audition. Yeah. And right. um, it was nothing but reactions. It was totally, you know, it was mindless, but, um, <laughs> but I did it. I committed to it. And then somehow I got it. Right. Um, and so uh, that was kind of an affirmation for me. And that's what Jen said too. She's like, yeah, this is, this, this is, this is a good indication of this is where you need to be. And so, uh, that was like, that was in 2000. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to say, I've been doing it ever since. And, you know, of course, some years are better than others. Of course. Sure. Uh, but, um, you know, and then the industry, as you know, it's evolved a lot since then. For right? sure. You know, I mean, I used, I, I uh, in, industrials were my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. I did those all day long. <laughs> and I, I loved them. I didn't care. Yeah. And uh, I do the occasional commercial too. And, um, you know, it was Dawson's Creek at that time. Like that was right. the show. That was the show around. Right. And so um, I said, you know, we would drive out to Wilmington. We would drive to Wilmington to read one line <laughs> and, and then wait to see if we got a callback. And then if we did, we would stay there and until the evening yeah. and then do our callback. And then we would drive home crazy but we did it we were young and uh i don't think we knew any better thankfully it's come a long way since then oh right. for sure <laughs> um <laughs> you know so but with the evolution of like you know with all the film coming to town um i gotta say i kind of miss i kind of miss the industrials because like i used to book those all the time right and, you know it was, it, was, it was some good easy money yeah um, 
And, but the landscape changed, you know, once everyone started coming here, there's a lot more people. Then it started feeling a little bit more like LA. Right. And, um, so a lot of that corporate stuff kind of dried up. And I think it was part of the economy as well, you yeah. know, around 08, a lot of it that just went away and it didn't really ever come back, but then the film stuff just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And so, um, honestly, I've never really considered myself like a super strong film or TV actor. Um, because I just always knew, you know, it's good to know, like someone on, told me one time, it's good to know what time it is, you know, what you're good at and right. what you're not, what you're not good at. And instead of trying to push the, the circle through the square. And um, so I, you know, I, I knew that that wasn't my thing. Um, I, it wasn't what I was, you know, the best at. Um, but uh, I, you know, but I ended up booking a lot of news reporters, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and then like, you know, doctors and, um, uh, lawyers, a lot of people who deliver a lot of exposition, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so I think primarily that's kind that's kind of been my gig really is I'm the guy who comes in, I say a lot of stuff and then I walk away and everyone just talks about it. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot to unpack there mainly like, you know, I think that a lot of people can take away from all that is, you know, sometimes you just have to be able to get out of your own way. Sometimes you just have to, you know, not be able to, or just not think as much because once you are let free of your own, you know, capacity, your mental state, then you'll be able to really shine and see what you can actually do and see your true potential, which I'm sure you saw once you got past that certain point. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have that affirmation from someone else, right? To be able to be like, wow, I actually am doing something here. I'm actually good at this. So it's beautiful to hear like you being able to do all of this. And I think also key is not letting ego Mm -hmm. get in the way not letting that evil monster come because i think once once you find your lane and you realize okay this is where i'm at this is what i'm good at this is what i'm getting booked at this is what i can do then if you don't have that ego you understand that now i can make a living doing what i love every day and do it pretty well and you don't have to be that named actor you don't have to be the guy everybody knows but you can do what you want to do and you can do it every day and you can make a living at it and i feel like a lot of times people let that ego that show business ego get in the way they want to be a star instead of just being an actor and doing what they love oh you are you are so so right because i used to be there and i'll tell you once i got once i made the made the transition it was such a relief and such a release and um just being able to be happy with what i have right and what i've been able to do up to that point it was all about what i don't have and what i haven't done yet and so once i started to see a lot of people that i had known from a long time ago who were interested in acting not still not there they weren't doing it anymore right life had life had pulled them away from it then i realized Hey, buddy, you're a lucky guy. That's right. And you better be happy and you better you, you better be thankful for it. And so that's how I was I and so then I realized I'm, I look around, I see what I'm booking. This is this is the kind of stuff I'm booking. Hey, it's it's providing me a living, exactly. doing my dream. Yep. Exactly. And and I you know, it I don't I don't care if people know me. And I'm <laughs> in fact I'm I'm better if they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it was, it's, it's, it's so freeing. And I mean, I think that goes with anything in life, right? Oh, for sure. sure. If you're just happy with what you have, 
Um, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's the same. It doesn't matter what the profession is. Right. But I love yeah. that too. And to be able to do it where you're from, because not a lot of people think about that. They only think about, you know, the major hubs in the world. Now they'll think about Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, and sometimes Vancouver, if they are willing to travel all the way up there. Um, but yeah. you know, if you actually take a second, take a moment, look around, you'll actually find a lot of people who are doing the same things as you are and are like-minded individuals that will help you and help each other create beautiful content. And I think that's something else that a lot of people, you know, need to step back and look at, you know, because you don't have to drive 30 hours out of your way and be like the smallest fish in a big pond. You can be a decent sized fish in your pond and grow and shine. And I think that is a brilliant lesson to take away from this interview. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, happy to import that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was in LA, I was looking around and I was looking at the guys who were doing it and they were had, they had some traction. Yeah. One common theme was they were from the area mm-hmm. yep, or yep. they had their, they had a family member in the business. Yep. And so, you know, I guess I don't, I wouldn't say if, you know, being from here helped, but mm-hmm. it was the fact that I got in at the time that I did. Right. Because if, you know, if I was to try and go to Houghton right now or people's store, it would be tough to yeah. get in there. I think, you know, it'd be really, really hard. So, I um, mean, I've got to give big props to my agent at Houghton because, you know, they, you know, they've got many people that book many bigger things than me, mm-hmm. um, but they're loyal and mm-hmm. they know if we keep throwing this guy stuff, he's going to, he's, he, he will, he will book, you know, he might not be the biggest guy, but they, you know, so that, that loyalty means a lot. And I know there's not a lot of that in this business. And I think maybe that kind of is an Atlanta thing, but um, you know, I, I do remember everyone uh, who came here from, from another place talking about how, how kind mm-hmm. sure. the actors are, how giving Atlanta actors are, and how much they're willing to help yeah. um, and help out in, in, in the waiting room. You yep. know, yep. the waiting room in Atlanta is very different than the waiting room in L.A. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, you know? And, you know, uh, literally, because it, it makes me just I was literally just talking about this the other day about, you know, you can have all the talent in the world and talent might get you in the door, but it's character. That keeps you there. And if you're a good person and you're a loyal person and you do what you're supposed to do and they do what they're supposed to do and you help each other along the way, that's how you stay in this business, right? I mean, anybody can maybe get in if they get lucky enough, but can you stay? Can you have some longevity? And I think that has a lot more to do with the person that you are than instead of the talent that you have. Yes. And, and it goes back and it goes back to being happy with what you have. Yep, you know, if, exactly. I don't, if, I, if I don't feel like I need to fiddle with what I've got, I, if, if I'm for, for a day, I'm not quite satisfied and feel like I need to do something. So I adjust something on it. I probably screwed the whole thing up, you know? <laughs> and so I, you know, just, just be happy with what you have and wait, cause it'll come. Yes. And it, 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 it ebbs and it flows when it rains, it pours, you know, it's feast or famine, all yep. that. And that's so, it's so true. It's so true because I'll, I'll go for, I'll go for a, uh, you know, a couple months, not book anything. And then bam, bam, I'll get, you know, three or four jobs like right away. Um, so, and, and that's, I guess that's something cosmic. I don't, I still don't know what's going on there, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's so taking the long-term view and just being, being able to have patience mm. as, 
you know, I think that that that'll help you stick around and not get too frustrated. I've seen a lot of folks who, you know, once they start getting some traction, they're like, you know, I think I need to leave town. Yeah, I think I need to go to L.A. Yeah. And a, a lot of them come right back for sure. They, <laughs> yep. You know, they realize, hey, that, that wasn't so bad. It really wasn't. You <laughs> exactly. Know? I love I, that. I would, though. Uh, yeah, I'd rather work, you know, a number of times each year versus once or twice on a big thing. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. And I mean, we'd be remiss without talking about it. The big one that's out right now, which is She-Hulk. So we want to talk about, you know, at the very beginning, how did that happen? Did you know you were auditioning for a Marvel project? Was it very hush-hush? We've heard a lot of different <laughs> things like, you know, the black car will pull up if you say <laughs> something wrong. Like, so we just want to know, like, how is that audition process like? And then, of course, we'll lead our way on to on set sure yeah um well uh you know i normally get uh, an audition notice and that goes out to a lot of other people mm -hmm. and um this this one came i think it came straight to me uh from my agent from wow. the casting directors and uh they i've you know i've booked reporters a lot like i said mm -hmm. and so they were looking for a local news reporter and um they you know so my agent said hey you know they um uh Feldstein paris wants you to audition for this and so i was like all right sure so i wasn't quite sure but you know in the script it was lady giantess <laughs> <laughs> sure and which which is a tough one to say really fast right right <laughs> and um uh but I, I kind of had an idea. I was like, this is like, this is, you know, I, and, and I think I knew it was a Marvel thing, but I didn't quite know all the details. And, and that's another thing. I never, I never try to find out all the details either because that's just going to screw me up. Oh, right. You know? yep, yep. So I have no idea if I'm auditioning for something, you know, um, that's like a high budget feature or, you know, a small indie. I really, I really never know. Um, but, and so I wasn't quite sure on what, you know, what this was, but I had a feeling it was something along that Marvel line. Maybe mm -hmm. I knew they were doing that at the time. Um, cause I was getting other auditions for it, but, um, it, it was the different part about this one was that they'd reached out. And so I, um, uh, had a friend of mine, just, we, we put it on tape and sent it in and that was it. It was just like that. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I could tell you any, something different, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was it. It was just a number of, uh, you know, I don't even know if they were, they might, might've been dummy sides. Um, I, you know, sure. We didn't, yeah. The, in fact, they were because uh, we didn't do anything like that in the in the show when we shot. So, um, and then slowly, I think I realized what it was, you know. And uh, um, and I still didn't quite know the reach of it until it came out, and then I realized how many people had have seen it. Oh right. yeah, and yeah. How many how many people are watching Disney Plus, and and how many people like it too? So. Um, so, you know, it, it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks mm -hmm. uh, having, you know, noticing which people come and tell me, hey, saw you on the sheeple. <laughs> Usually it's people I never would have expected. Right. Or, you know, even like a like a Disney Plus subscriber, for example. But it's, it's got a big reach. Well, yeah. And now you're in the MCU. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're the local reporter or whether you're like this, you know, the big villain or whatever. Because in the MCU, there's always a possibility for you to be back. Exactly. Like, like it just seems like people pop up, just like you remember that guy from ten years ago. Well, that was important because now he's, now here. he's here. Like, I mean, the plan, you know. So once you're in the MCU, you never know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. And you know, I, I, well, I knew on set that when you know, because I think the 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 part about when I, you know, turn to the camera and I say, you know, I'm, 
he's describing the fight to me. Right. And um, she, I say, he's like, it's a chick Hulk. And, uh, you know, I say, well, like a, a she Hulk. And I turn to the camera and say that that was totally off the cuff. And she just threw that out there yeah. um, oh, to yeah. us uh, right, right there on set. And um, so, but then I see how it played into the, the product. So, you know, who knows? They might've, they might've been laying down, you know, three or four possibilities, right. sure. you know, just to kind of figure out which way we're going to take this once we get to the editing room. Yep. So that's awesome though. And I mean, I'm always so curious because you think about these high budget and high profile type of sets. What was it like? Was it very like structured? Were you able to kind of like breathe, like lay back a little bit and have a second to breathe and like kind of mess with your character a little bit or what was it like on set? Well, you know, for me at least, when I go on set, it's always a challenge to not let myself just kind of get away from me. Right. Uh, and let all of the hoopla distract me mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and even nerves and that kind of thing. And so, um, so I, I, I did, you know, in, if you've been on a shoot and you've been on a set and you've gone through the process, there's parts of that that don't change, right? Right. right, it's right. All, that, that part's always the same. But then there's different parts around that you see um, that make it give it give it its own. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. As soon as I got there, they had me step into a back of a um, an eighteen wheeler rig. Back oh. of a yeah. Was, oh, is this the end? Right. And exactly. So, <laughs> Did I say something? Like yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is the principal in here? That's um, right. That's right. It's uh, fine. He hears the NDA. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We heard you spilled the detail. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was something like I'd never seen before, but I guess it's pretty standard in the industry. It mm-hmm. was, it, um, there was cameras wall to wall, head to toe in this mm. thing. And you stood in the middle of them all and they circled you 360 degrees. And um, so you stood there, you took your picture and then you turned and you know, you, you went to the side and you held your hands out and then he turned to the other side and did the same thing. And then down by your side, just three or four simple shots, but with about 250 Nikons all at the same time. Wow. And so I said, well, what, what is this exactly? He right. said, oh, it's just something, you know, we use that uh, if we need and post and that kind of thing, and we can, we can, you know, pop you in and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. Like, if we need to like, turn you into a supervillain at some point. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, so you, you, you're, I guess you don't need me to come back tomorrow. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's but, right. You know, I guess he, it was basically, so he was like, yeah, we can put you in anywhere we want. We can put you in any, wear anything. We changed the shade of your, of your skin color based on wow. you know, the, the lighting. And, you know, if you're outside, you're inside, that kind of thing. It gives them all the options to basically do anything with your image. And so that was a first. And that was the first time that I realized that this was, you know, this was different. Right. Oh, yeah. And exactly. um, not, not to mention <laughs> the SAG contract at the very top says high budget feature. <laughs> and they, they don't say that normally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, but, and, you know, and you just knew what you saw the special effects and mm-hmm. everything, all the green screens, um, that that's, you know, that's really what, what gave it away. But as far as the process being on set, everyone was so, so cool. The, um, I mean, uh, 
Titania, every, everyone is just great. They were so sweet and they made it so easy and so, so nice. So once you get past all the hoopla, you, you know, you sit there and you wait, you get mic'd up and all that stuff. You get your, you know, you, you get your blocking and whatnot. And then just to have, have your, um, your, your actor, the, your co-actor, your scene partner say to you, you know, how, how happy they're, they are to see you right. happy that you're here and you have any questions and, you know, and, and then just kind of just talk to you for just a few minutes. Um, just everything evaporated. And so mm -hmm. then it was just us. And so then it, everything else around us just kind of dissolved. And I think that, you know, that's obviously, um, that's, that's a skill that, you know, that she realizes how important that is. And, for sure. um, and it, it, it made a big difference. So those, those guys were great. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome to Amazing, hear because man. you only want the best out of like the biggest, you know, universe franchise that's in the cinematic universe right now. You know, you only wish for people to be so nice, so caring and so like able to work with people. You know, you don't want it to be like a dictatorship. You do this, 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 but you yes. want it to be very collaborative and, you know, just be able to have a conversation and have fun on set because this is what we all love to do. That's what it's and important. And that's what keeps the creativity flowing. Exactly. You know, because there's nothing like a creativity killer yes. than tension. On oh, set. yeah, for sure. And and, um, you know, in some kind of, a you know, an expectation of I'm, I'm not I'm not delivering for them. Right. Uh, that, you know, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. So um, but it was it was the most one of the most warm and fuzzy experiences. <laughs> I oh, gotta that's say. epic. I just I, I got to tell you, just throughout the whole interview, though, I just think that the way you approach the craft, the way you approach it for yourself personally, and just the way you come to is fantastic for all of the listeners, for anybody who's maybe already in the industry and listening to this, or definitely people who are trying to get into the industry. This is the way to do it. Yes. Your approach. And I the theme that I keep coming back to over and over that I, that you kept saying, and I just think it's the best advice for anybody out there. The, do not get in your own way. Do not get like let your own self bother your process. Don't let it mess up your creativity. Don't let it. And you seem to like bring that approach. Like and and you know, like like you just said with the She Hulk thing. It's like once I took it all in and everything, I'm like, okay, now just do what you do and don't let this whole thing get you. And I think that's the best advice that you can give any up and comer is to like don't live on what you think should happen just go do what you do and let it happen and the rest will the rest will take what it does you know so i love that oh, that's yeah. the theme of of how you approach it and how it's been done so well thank you thank you and uh, you know and it's a work in progress it always it always is yep. so i'm constantly constantly getting better and constantly refining the process and also constantly failing as well sure because um, i continue to learn from the failure and usually the failure is what spurs me with the next time I'm on and to, to be like, you know, man, I don't feel anything like I did that day. Right. Man, isn't it. this great? Isn't this great? And so I've, I, I realized I've progressed mm -hmm. and I've, I've gotten, I've gotten better, but, um, you know, it is, uh, you know, to each his own and everyone has their own little hangups and little things that kind of get in their way, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, it's once once you know once you become aware enough of of how you work as a person and what what your um what your faults are where your weaknesses are you just be and once you've seen them pop up you know hey that's a problem for me and i've got to be aware of that yep. and um so it's just kind of a constant it's a 
I, I just trying to get better at it every time, really. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I cannot. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show and for talking sure. about your experiences because, uh-huh. like I said, it's all about the up and comers trying to break into it. And I feel like the up and comers are going to have this interview on repeat because it's gonna <laughs> sure. it's gonna help them power through a lot of stuff and kind of get over their own mental hurdles. So we can't thank you enough, man. Oh, thank you guys. Thank thank you very much for doing this and like you know and getting the word out there of because course. you're right. There's a lot of people out there. And I, I know some like, you know, even high school age kids mm-hmm. who, you know, who I come across and they say, I saw you on TV. Like, how do you do that? Right. Like, I want to do that. And so there's nothing more rewarding than telling someone how to do that, how to start the process, how to go to actorsaccess.com, start submitting yourself for these independent projects, mm-hmm. work your way up, start earning some money, get, get your agent. And then to bump into those guys like three or four years later. Oh, yeah. Yep. when they're 20 years old and 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 to hear them say i am i did what you said and it right worked. exactly <laughs> that's I love it that. there's probably no greater feeling oh for sure yeah it, it's it's so it's so rewarding so i um, love that man well yeah. you know it's all about social media nowadays and we want to get the word out and have everybody follow you as much as possible so what's your social media handles man you guys are you get you're too cool but <laughs> you're you're too cool for me you know what? i don't even have social media oh, I, oh. I, I've, I've never been on social media ever. so drop your phone number no yeah. you're just kidding <laughs> don't do it. Well, well we will make sure everybody gets this interview yes. everybody knows who you are moving hey, forward and it, it's amazing man. Thanks. Yes. Well, I'm not hard to find. That's for sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to answer any kind of questions for anybody. I can I just kind of share my experience because, you know, everyone has their own path. That's yeah. right. Everyone really does. Some are not intentional about it and they just kind of fall into it. Mm-hmm. I think those are the people who, who really kind of tend to have a, a little more success than, right. than those who yep. are so, so head focused on it, you know, all their life and they're working towards it. You know, it just kind of seems like the breaks go to those who, yeah, I don't care. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, listen, man, take care. Thank you so much. And you're welcome back anytime. This was a blast. For and sure. Like uh, I said, I, I I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Well, hey, feel free to reach out anytime. Of All course, right, of course. You have a great night. All right. Likewise. Take Thank care. Thank you, brother. Bye. Take care. Bye. Man, oh man, that was, he went into the handful of people that talk more than you. Uh, I, I right, like, like but. this is what we call an off day where we don't have to do anything and just let the guests go, and we love those days. Yeah, because I mean, when he's dropping advice the way he was dropping it, and his path is the way to do it. Yeah, like so. Anytime we just step back and go, no, you've got just, it. You're doing it all right. Let everybody know how to do it. This so, is your stage, yeah, sir. Like, we're more than happy to let that happen and just. What a great guy, though. Yeah. That, I mean, take take lessons, guys and gals, because that's how you do it. No ego. Find your lane. Accept and be happy with what you have. And then live the dream every that's day, it. man. That's, that's how you it. do it. Like, I love that. That was such a pleasure. Oh, yeah. It really was. Thank you again, David, for coming on the show.